Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to episode 508 of This Week in League. I'm that. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. Hang on, fellas. Fantastic. Good. Do you have any news? Do you have any, did you have an eventful weekend by any chance, stepdad? Very fucking eventful weekend. I, I know Glenny did. I mean, Glenny got raped in the ass on Saturday night, but... <laughs> I also... <laughs> but how about you? I also saw a gaping orifice. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's one way to lead into it. Um, no, the uh, Mrs. Stepdad uh, gave birth to a healthy, beautiful baby boy at uh, about 1am on 1st of April. So Yours? Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Judging by the size of his genitalia, he's fully grown. <laughs> <laughs> so no, not yet. so it's Glennie's. So Definitely not. Um, yes, no, everything's wonderful. Um, like, yeah, she she was magnificent through it all, and you know, with all of the the challenges and and close calls and and all of that stuff, um, you know, we we just consider ourselves incredibly lucky. Um, ba- babies are that sort of thing where, you know, the the universe doesn't doesn't give anyone an explanation and sometimes there's no rhyme or reason for anything but uh neither of us are religious but we were sort of thank thanked anything we could think of when everything was over and done with and and he was out so yes very very happy and he's super chill getting on the titties like he's uh like he's made for it Living that. So he's yours after yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, he's living, living that life where he's eat, eating and pooping and sleeping and pressing repeat. Yep. So. Yep. The easy days. That, that you get it's been a while. It's been a while since you've had to worry about any of this <laughs> I shit. I know, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and fuck you, yawning at the end of doing episodes anyway. It, um, <laughs> man. The rest of the season, you're going to be worse. The, but last, last night was the, the first night we had him at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was his second night in the world, uh, and I just I've woken up this morning and I'm like, oh, that that's tougher than it was. And he wasn't bad last night. He was you know yeah. just up up the usual amount. It's just the time, there's just the increments of time it. that you have to be up for. Yeah, yeah. So I'd, I reckon in total, where I'd normally get eight hours sleep, I might have gotten seven hours and twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but this morning, interrupted in three hour yeah, intervals. <laughs> but but this morning I'm. Oh, okay. So I'm feeling this. That's what that was. That's what that feels like again. Yes, it's been a little while. And that is why you get all the fun stuff and babies are amazing. And that's the stuff now what you go, that's the part you forget. Exactly. (laughs) You remember all the good fuzzy stuff. And yeah, uh, yeah, 
and, so. and you forget the uh, constant wake-ups. But that's awesome. Yeah, man. All good. Um, Glenny, we'll be on to you. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the state of your anus later. Um, <laughs> is there anything else you would like to open with, or would you just jump straight into the games? Let's go. Into it. So we can put put stepdad to bed. Well, look, I'll tell you, do his next milk run. It 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 will be an express episode. I'm just gonna sit back and just do the socials because I really, I didn't see any football <laughs> of any consequence <laughs> over the weekend. So <laughs> I might ask you some questions. Well, yeah, oh, great. Don't fucking do uh, that. There's going to be an exam. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just blast through the scores. <laughs> uh, Thursday night, the uh, Roosters 28 defeat the Eels 20 at Allianz Stadium. The Roosters 28 came through tries to Drew Hutchinson, Daniel Tupo, Jackson Polo, and a double to Luke Keary. Walker, three conversions and a penalty goal. The Eels 20 tries to Simonson, Gutherson, and Sivo. Moses, three conversions and a penalty goal. Back down into the gutter. Where they fucking belong. Couple of Noffa time tries for Parra. I shouldn't really overshadow how. Yeah, those, those last two tries were those last two tries were converted as well. So I, th- I thought when they got to that twenty-eight to eight, I thought that was actually representative of the way that the game had gone, and, yeah, and exactly. East had finally scored enough points to kind of illustrate the 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 level of dominance they had in the game, and then they let in these two fucking junk time tries at the end to make it. Another one of these Parramatta ones that they can sort of you know, rationalise themselves and say, "Oh, it was close." You know, it was close. With it's another one of these games where we only lost by around one score. Yeah, yeah, right. No, look, Not, no. I was impressed with the Roosters, <laughs> and and they, they weren't the only side this weekend to to show that they're they're getting close to their final form, so to speak. But mm. um, you know, guys like Kiri, that that's his best game of the season so far. Um, yep. They had to do, you know. A large part of it uh, without Teddy, who um, got HIA, and and he, and he got he got KIA. <laughs> like I mean that that was in twenty twenty three with the with the the penalties associated and all that sort of stuff. That's that's pretty bad. It was almost as bad as it gets. Yeah, I mean, like sort of coming back across the grain. You know, the opposite. The really opposite, wasn't really you know, wasn't way that he was running off. I reckon. Yeah, I, th- I agree. I mean, because because you know the the tackler was coming hard in the direction that mm. Teddy was stepping into, and you know it was like shoulder to the face, direct to like yeah, direct, dire- like forceful direct. Like it's it's, it's it's pretty much as bad as we've seen this year. I think. Yeah, I, I think of, uh, you know Sam Walker as well, mm. um, and and I think part of that is because Kiri looked like he he stepped it up a gear, and I, I think Walker. Um, is flourishing as a result of that. It's probably freeing him up a little bit and and giving him a little bit more space and time for his decisions. And, um, and you know, let's not forget Joey Manu's Joey Manu's still to come back and, um, yeah, they letters again led the way up front. How long? Yeah, I mean, he's 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 kind of off contract, and they've they they obviously plan to you know they initially I guess plan to move on from him. Next year, you know, when they bought Spencer and you and stuff to come mm. in, yep. But I mean, like at the moment, I mean, at he at his age, and you, you can't say, oh, he's playing so amazing now. Next year, he's going to also be amazing. No, but fuck, I mean, he's like still, you know, at, at the peak of his powers. I think that comes down to Robbo and just knowing what he's got in the guy and being yeah. able to wring his neck, so to speak, to get every last ounce of of benefit yeah. that you can out of him for where he's at at this stage of his career. Yeah. 
Yeah. It, it doesn't seem like a dumb move, though. And I'm only assuming that he played this game much like the, the one he played the, you know, a couple of weeks ago where it was him and Cheese that, that mm. just gave them any sort of direction. It It's going that, okay, well, he, he was a, a representative prop. And now he might be able to do that for 30 minutes a game. Maybe. Like, maybe I can get 25 great minutes out of this guy and just knowing when to use him as opposed to, you know, and that's, you know, and I'm not saying that Tamau's anywhere near what Letters is doing now, but that that's the difference between, you know, buying somebody who's in that situation, they're near the tail end of their career, and then making him his starting prop. And captain. Yeah. Or, you know, one of several. That's it. But yeah, yeah, and the, and I guess the other thing as well. I mean, they've got, you know, they got some some of that Suwali money coming up. Yeah, that's that's going to save that's going to save a chunk of change. Yeah, that's it. I will say the, all the hullabaloo and the the rugby contract. I don't know if you were spurred on by that, but that is legitimately the best game I've seen Suwali play. Yeah, and he really had to step up into the breach and do it, and he's going to have to do it this week as well. Yeah, that says a fucking lot. How far above the basket? Like, was he just miles above anything you've ever seen? Oh, from look, him, he, yeah, and it wasn't like he was, you know, I mean, Jared Haining it or turboing it, if you know what I mean. Mm. Like, he, he had some quality touches, yeah, and he was okay. more involved given the role that he had to play, especially when Teddy come off. Mm-hmm. Um, so he got his hands on the ball more, but I mean, and what, and what you can say for him is that, like, you know, they didn't, they didn't really feel the loss of Teddy. So that's that's how well he played. Yeah, I mean, okay. he stepped he stepped into that void, and uh, and put him in a position where they weren't they they weren't losing much. Yeah, well, okay. There you go. Anything else you boys want to add on that one? Is it anyone? Do you want to talk about how bad Parramatta were? Nah, oh, Parramatta. Just, just just gen, just just general fuck the eels, really. Yep, cool. They where they 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 where they where they should be. Lovely. Now, forgive me, our Twitter family. Um, I've really only done Facebook comments this week because I've had zero time. But you know we love you over on Twitter, and I'll make sure we're back to you next week as well. Um, but Christopher in our Facebook group said, Eels losing is great. The only thing to top it is the sin bins and their fans refs faulting on socials. Really? Was there some Eels refs faulting? The Eels can oh. re- the Eels supporters this year. I don't know if it's this year or if it's just like if it amplifies each year that they don't you know get that premiership and the, it's been the drought continues. and ever and ever. I remember going it to has- Paris Stadium as a kid and my dad telling people to shut up <laughs> for saying get them on side from the opening fucking whistle. Okay. Yeah, but I think I think with what we're seeing now is just there's there's all because they're having these games that at least numerically at the end of the game they're they're a close margin. They're always finding that one thing that was disallowed or allowed either way that is the yeah, thing that okay. cost them the yeah. game. Yep, yep, yep. I get you. I get you. Anthony said, chin up Eels fans. Brad Arthur only has a little bit left to run on his contract until they re-sign him. Uh, Gus, he said, professional is really the only word for it. JWH and Cheese played with discipline again. They win. Sue showed maturity beyond his years as well with no signs of the fuss around him from the previous week. Interesting that Sivo didn't take him on five metres from the line and kicked. I was making chicken noises on the sofa. Tupu put on a great winger shift in as well. There you go. Sivo needs to he needs to take that kick out of his game because I mean he's very Jack Whitenish. Yeah. I mean the fucking thing always just rockets dead. Never gives anybody an opportunity. Well, I just to chase. think someone needs, and it comes down to coaching again. But someone needs to illustrate to him that he has a very limited skill set. 
It, it and that one that I'm talking very about, very hard and very fast. That's it. But that one, that one that he was the, the the commenter was talking about. I mean, he had saw he'd beaten. It's like he had beaten the cover, and he sort of had the the corner was available to him against whoever that last defender was. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was one where you that was like a classic Sivo. If barge there was over. contact, yeah. he was just going to barge the guy. Yeah, exactly. He's barrel him out of the way. Yeah. yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Uh, Nick, you said Sue with the biggest teleporter I've seen since RTS. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Lachlan said, having just watched the highlights, watching Nutho and Moses contest a referee for the first sin bidding was gold since the player never made it back to within five metres, let alone ten. Also, hearing Fitler say Teddy didn't look concussed made me realise I'm glad I'm not a New South Welshman and that Billy coaches Queensland. There you go. Yeah. I didn't... I, watching with no volume as I do, and and I don't, and uh, I can't believe that's fucking hilarious if Freddie actually said that. No, he did, 100% did, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the man was dead. <laughs> Essentially, they revived him on the field. Fucking hell. Um, right, the Friday night first game, Panthers 53 defeated the Raiders 12 in Canberra. The uh, Panthers had tries through Cleary, Crichton, Hosking, Peachy, Salmon, a double to Taruva and a double to Isaac Tungo. Cleary, uh, eight conversions and a disrespectful field goal. It wasn't really a disrespectful field goal. It was kind of at the end, half. end of the thing. Yeah, yeah, in the first half. Uh, the Raiders tries to Whitehead and Young with Fogarty two from two. Oh, this was a game of two halves indeed. <laughs> in the end, half time I was getting was ready to sort obvious. of praise the Raiders a bit and say, well, you know, they fucking dug in and... Yeah, they, they were in the they're game. Good. They were in the game and, and they were competing. Yeah, um, yeah. As the second half wore on, I think it became very obvious that over the course of 80 minutes, the Raiders just aren't on that level yep. and it showed. Um, yep, yep. They, when when Penrith started up, the intensity, um, as as they tend to do when they, they realise they, they pull the lever and the, 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 the contact goes goes to another level uh, defensively and, you know, it, that relentless pressure and... Um, you know, playing field position and, and playing, making the Raiders play from where they want them to. Uh, the Cambridge couldn't go with them; they fell apart. Um, highlight for me was Jamin Salmon's try celebration, or at least mouthing and gobbing off at the crowd. I thought that was pretty, uh, pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Every, that, that's that was pretty much the thing that came out of the game, right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> that was the talking point. Um, look, he's he's copped some flack for it, and there's a lot of people that, you know, tend to, um, you know, reading through comments and stuff like that, he, he's, he's got a fair share of detractors and haters, Salmon. Um, so I, whilst I don't agree with how Stuart came out in the media and, and you know, basically bagged him, there's obviously some smoke. Are you talking there. about the original time or yeah. did you say something after no, this no, game? No, 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 the original time. Oh, okay. But there's people like, oh, yeah, I've, you know, you know, he came up through the juniors, and he was always, you know, he was always a bit of, a, you know, grub and, and multiple, multiple comments like that, not just yeah. isolated. So there's probably some smoke there, but um, you know, it was very deliberate and very um, well planned uh, to put him over at the end there, and um, you know, he had his moment. Here's the thing. Hey, can I just, you know, oh, sorry, go ahead. Do you know who the loudest detractors of salmon are? We gutted dogs. Paul Kent and vegans. <laughs> And if you're ever, <laughs> and if you're ever on the same side of an argument as either of those group of cunts, then you are wrong. 
You are fucking yeah. wrong. You are essentially the white 60-year-old men standing in the way of the little eight-year-old African-American girl trying to go to school. You are on the wrong side of history. Um, I, I did see a, a clip that someone sent to me about Paul Kent absolutely blowing up. Blowing up about all the, the shit that went on and then what Ivan said in the press conference about good karma and all of that yep. shit. But the... Was that Ivan or Nathan? I thought Nathan said that. Oh, Cleary. I don't know which one. Yeah. I, f- I forget there's two of them. Um, no, you don't. But... <laughs> no, you fucking don't. <laughs> you remind uh... everyone all the time. <laughs> but, but he, you know, he, here's the thing. Like, Ricky fucking said it. And once something's out of your mouth, you're answerable to that forever. For yes. fucking ever. Every time Penrith play Canberra from here on in, regardless now, the weak gutted dog thing is going to come up for as long as Ricky Stewart is a coach. And when Canberra finally punt his worthless ass and he ends up somewhere else, like fucking Canterbury or, or one of those other ones, yep. Parramatta, it will come up every time then as well. Mm-hmm. So. And and honestly, I mean, if you've got a problem with it, yeah, you know, like. There was no there was like there was no profanity. No, there was no obscene gestures or anything. The I biggest mean, thing, it's the biggest problem um, I have. Are, you know, the people that are coming out and saying, "Oh, Ricky got fined and suspended, and where's where's Salmon's fine and suspension?" I'm like, really? For a so where's so you take it one step further. Where's Katoni Staggs fucking fine and suspension for his celebration last week against the Dolphins? Or, yeah. You know, like, like, I've, I've heard that too. And look, one, one of those situations, the reasons he was fined and suspended was because he is a coach and he was speaking about a child. Doesn't matter yeah. that's, that Salmon's not a child anymore. Mm. Ricky Stewart had a crack at a child's behavior because he was fucking bitter and spiteful. That's what it came down to. Yeah. Fair. Um, then again, once you have said that, there was you're right. There was no profanity. There was something. If there'd been a racial slur or something, yeah, or if he's like know? throwing up middle fingers or something yeah. like that, then th- still to me, who cares? But I can understand. Then people say, "Oh, well, yeah, there's kids there. They don't need yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, 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 blah." Fine, but him basically, you know having his right of reply using yeah. the words that were used against him that weren't exactly. profanity. Exactly. He's taking yeah. it back. That's what he's doing. Exactly. Exactly. I'm taking back weak gutter dog. Steve in the Facebook group. Little porch salmon. <laughs> <laughs> Title. <laughs> like Jules in Pulp Fiction, Oak stole their delicious Canberra milk beverage to wash down that tasty 50 burger. Uh, Gene said as Daddy Cleary described eloquently in his press conference good karma Matthew said I was trying to think of something humorous to say but all I can think of is that Canberra are shit they also look like a side who just jacked it in Sharky Dave he said the Raiders have nothing to look forward to no gun juniors no rep players coming back from injury nothing Ricky deserves all of this that's fucking dark, Dave. That is fucking dark. Uh, James, only fitting that Salmon brings up the 50, running straight through Canberra's weak gutted defence. There you there go. See, so the kids loved it. There we are. That's the, t- the talking point of that game, obviously. 
Okay, Friday night football. The Melbourne Storm 18 defeated the South Sydney Rabbitohs 10. The Storm tries to King, Warbrick and Munster. Meany three conversions from as many attempts. The Rabbitohs 10 tries to Cody Walker, Campbell Graham and one conversion from Latrell. Tough contest between two sides that are, are still in their own ways finding their way back to their best footy. Um, Munster was was good for Melbourne. I think he was, in the end, he was probably the difference between the two sides. Um, I've uh, had a fair knock on Melbourne over the amount of plotters in their side, and I, I will admit that I had uh, Warbrick, the winger, marked as a plotter. He's, uh, he's emerging from the plotter pack. He was great in the trials. Yeah, he was. He's also great in my fantasy team. <laughs> Jay's one of those fucking guys now. Yeah, yeah, one of them. It was fascinating because um, I didn't get to see the games this week. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I would, like, shit had come up on my phone. I'm trying to guess how the games are going by how much my fucking fantasy team's doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was good. He's... Uh, He's made of the right stuff. I like how he. Uh, I like how he. He's got you all turned around. Top. Yeah, just <laughs> the try that he scored and the, and the power that he showed uh, to 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 fucking run over the top of Alex Johnson, who um, had a nasty knock towards the end of the game too. Um, Face planted trying to score. Yeah, a, yeah, a try to get him back in. But yeah, Melbourne. I don't know. They they they're getting obviously getting better. They got a ways to go, and I think. You know, Hughes coming back into the side is going to be, make a huge difference. But, um, yeah, the, the Rabbitohs, I, I expected more from them in this game and I, I really thought that they would um, do a job on Melbourne. But Munster... You know you expect, expect more from? Just, like, Latrell seems to ha- do nothing until, like, the last 20 minutes or something. Yeah. Dimitriou with, Dimitri with the, the, the most diplomatic... Uh, or passive aggressive in some ways, I guess, saying you know, uh, we, we'd hope that Latrell would you know find a way to to bring himself into the game a little earlier, <laughs> like fucking get involved. Yeah, cunt. Yeah, Latrell didn't do shit, is he? But it is, it is a problem for the it is a problem for the Rabbits though, because I mean he's such a, obviously an influential player and everything. But if you ain't gonna, and he's one of those guys that just. His his sheer presence when he has his hands on the ball, guys are you know people get antsy, you know. So yeah. he doesn't actually have to do a lot to to impact a play. Um, no. If and and then you you put his skill and size and athleticism um, on top of that, uh, you know you just you just want him to have the ball in his hands more often Did, than not. Is there some advantage for Latrell? And I'm not saying all game and completely switching up how he plays. But moving from that added number either side of the ruck where he goes to playing that more Teddy-like middle game of the field where he's just he's always hunting, like just yeah. always hunting around his forwards. Is that, is that what's missing? At the, at the well, I mean, the him doing anything is what's missing. I mean, yeah. where he does it is is the secondary thing. The first thing is just, you know, fucking do something, bro. Yeah. Like, if I was a Souths fan, which thank thank God I'm, you know, I'm not. I would never support a club that's been around for twenty years. But um, but if I was, I would be screaming at the fucking television, 
So just do something. Yeah. Okay. You're the go- you're, you're the fucking man in that team. Be, I don't know. know. From, from, from what we've seen this year, I think that the difference is previously Latrell's been allowed to work himself back into a season, even if it takes till just before Origin. Mm. Yeah. And he's had that talent around him so that it wasn't totally to the team's detriment that he was doing that. If you look at those Roosters teams that he was a part of, they were good enough. He he made them great, or he was part of what made yeah. them great. But there was enough around him to to really win games quite comfortably as he warmed himself in. And again, yeah. those those South teams he had when when they they still had Reynolds there organising them, and they were just on song, and their forward stocks were a little bit stronger, and they didn't have so many soft shell crabs in there. Yeah. But but now he's it. Yeah. He he has to be the focal point. And it's going to be him doing his shit that allows the the opposite to happen. Like for for Walker to have his fucking off brain snap games. Yeah, but also you want you want you want Ilias to be able to. He's the one you want to work into the rotation and you know feel comfortable and yeah. play his game. And I mean, Latrell needs to be doing stuff for that to happen. Nice, Terry in the socials. Rabbits are eight behind with five minutes left and you get a penalty in front of the sticks. Why would you not take the two and then go looking for a try? Murray should have been off the field for concussion, but surely there's enough smarts there to know that scoring twice means you take the easiest points on offer, then get the meat pie. Thoughts? Yeah, I can I can see I can see both ways. I understand the I understand the commoners' point there. But um I can see it from there, you know. Nice. Especially the way Souths play as well. I mean, when they go when they go bedlam at the end of a game, if they'd scored a try instead of taking the penalty, if they'd scored the try, then they'd just go crazy, chuck it around. I mean, yeah, it. it's not it's not out of the realm of possible. I mean, then you're not trying to win a penalty. I mean, they're you know they're trying to get like AJ to sneak in the corner somewhere. Yeah, you know, that's it. Uh, Gus, he said third or fourth week in a row, Mitchell does nothing to warrant the hype. Did nothing wrong either, but can't help thinking there were gaps for him to exploit tonight. Yet he's nowhere to be seen. Appreciate a lot of the hype is press induced. That's true. Very much so. That's it. That's it. All right. Moving on to Saturday. Oh, we're on Saturday. That was a fucking game. Oh, that's Friday night. Yeah, okay, so Saturday. We went on the Mighty Manly Seabs Eagles, 32, defeated the Newcastle Knights, 32, out at Mudgee. The wonderful Manly to Mudgee promotion, as we discussed last week. Wineries out of the arse. And all the photos I saw of friends that were in Mudgee. At a winery. <laughs> At breweries and wineries <laughs> and whatnot. Literally all of them. Um, and <laughs> so all Mudgy the different lived, ones. But yeah, Mudgy lived up to his reputation as a as a as a piss pot's paradise. Now, the uh, game itself, uh Manly scored tries through Hamali Olakwadu, Garrick, Christian Tupolotu, Parker, Tulangi, and KO Weeks. Um, Garrick, four of six conversions. The Knights thirty two, they came through tries to Greg Marju, Jack Johns, and four tries to Dominic Young. And with Hastings getting two conversions and Lachlan Miller getting two conversions. How good's Go Hastings? Yeah. Very. I, I, we may as well... Let's, I'll, I'll actually start on that. My theory that I'm working on with Hastings at the moment or with Newcastle at the moment, I mean, what they've demonstrated over the last couple of weeks is they, much like um, the Dolphins, there is this level of sort of grit and you know, tenacity to the side where they yep. try and keep themselves, you know, stay in games for the duration. Yep. And I mean, and having that sort of desire, you know, 
built into a team, it's it's fucking great because you're kind of halfway there. But my theory uh, on Hastings is that with, I mean, clearly they're going better without Ponga. Yep. And my theory behind it is is that without now now that Newcastle have to put this revolving cast of NPCs in the six jersey, and it could be like you know at times it's you know Crossland being in there as you know Tyson Gamble whatever, um, man I suppose. Fuck. It allows Jacko to be the senior guy there, and so he gets all the calls, and he can basically do what he did last year for Tigers. Yep, and yep. Um, which gives him this this baseline performance that then they can work off with individual brilliance from you know uh, from well basically just Dominic Young but um, but it gives them a base there that is like this like a base competence for eighty minutes of a rugby league game yeah okay and which is something that another team that has recent experience with Jackson Hastings playing for them doesn't have did that team go on a bit of run you know beat some you know some upset wins and took some took some uh, final sides to the wire and uh, during his run there is, is that what you're talking about yeah are you talking yeah. about the same team yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly I mean it's a stark contract you look at the way that the Tigers going in the halves this year just saying I'm not talking about the Roosters or Manly yeah. Yeah. but when you, when you look at how when you look at how the Tigers going this year with the, with the halves and just their general baseline quality in a game and how they can and how long they can stick in a game or like you know at least how they perform 10 minutes it's fucking worlds apart and it's and it, and I feel like it's just that's been just transferred directly to the knights mm. Absolutely. who have yeah, a be, who, okay. who have a better forward pack who have a decent hooker and you know things that the tigers don't you know didn't have oh, last year okay. oh okay hey listen you're fucking killing you you're killing him though too we'll get to that um yeah this game Fucking, you got a lot crazy. to say. Can I just make one comment? Please go. Lockie Miller, yes, has to regret signing Jamie Soward as his defensive mentor. Has to. Is it? That like, was one of the I, worst moments I've seen for a guy that's been going so well. I th- that's that for me. That is maybe the worst defensive thing I've ever seen in my fucking life of watching rugby league. Yeah, I'd agree. Because it wasn't just like. He didn't. He didn't misread the the attack or anything, and miss and you know let a, and open up a gaping hole. He didn't miss a tackle that he probably should have made. Manly are coming at him with Hamoli with the ball in hand, and he had like Daly on one side, I think, and Tommy on the other side looming up in support. So you had a three on one. You're the fullback, and you're the only. You're the last guy. You pick a guy, go for an intercept. Yep. Yep. Make him pass. Do he something. Stayed but what he, behind he kept behind the try line. Well, no, not that he's not that he stayed behind the try line. He was backpedaling towards the dead ball line, and so Hamoli was just kept running. <laughs> to be honest, if he's behind the try, the it doesn't matter how far. <laughs> yeah, and and Hamoli just fl- just he just Hamoli just ran up the try line and just flopped onto his belly and scored the try. And Miller's still backpedaling over the dead ball line at that point. It was legitimately the worst fucking. Like, it it's just because it's so inexplicable. It wasn't like oh, he didn't read the player. It's just like. It was like Ben Cray in Origin when he went to start <laughs> with Justin Hodges yeah. and he started fighting around, except it wasn't a fight. It was a guy carrying the ball towards <laughs> Just him. to make a tackle. But if it was under 10s or, you know, like if the under 12s or something and, and the kid, a kid did that, you'd be like, you've got to get him out of there. He's going to oh. like, he's gonna, he's gonna get hurt. He doesn't, I mean, he doesn't want to tackle. 
I mean the game, the game, the, the, the game, and the and the conduct around parents around around children's sport. It's you know thankfully has 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 evolved and, and gotten a lot better over the last you know twenty since certainly since I was playing as a little kid. But you, no parent and no official at the ground would bat an eyelid if you just bollocked the fucking cunt. <laughs> if if a seven year old fucking did that. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, it was no, it was terrible. And and is did you is there been an ex? Did he did he ever have a chance to explain himself like how he fucked up? So like what it was? No, because the commentators was, the commentators were saying, oh, did he? You know, is it just is it the ground? Did he like fuck up and he just he thought the ten meter line was a try line or like yeah, you know okay. what I mean? Like th- that was the speculation. But I actually I haven't actually heard anything from the horse's mouth to explain it. But I guess that's probably the best. Even even still, why are you backpedaling? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. Even if it's a ten meter line, was, while you're backpedaling, was there some line. genius in the crowd that yelled like off offside, Lockie or something? To <laughs> stayed out of the play. Or... <laughs> I don't know. It was pretty. It was pretty ordinary for all his attacking brilliance. He's he's yeah. He does have some issues in. Defense. Well, he 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 goes back to square one now because he he was getting plenty of raps. Yeah, but yeah. the games played on both sides of the ball, and yeah, if, yeah. if you're at that level and you and you show some absolute unwillingness, I'll put it that's as polite as I can be, mm. to get involved in making a tackle, then like that against, uh, fair enough, he's a big guy, I don't want to tackle that guy, I'm also not playing in the NRL and being paid to do that. Do you reckon, do you reckon yeah. one one does it for him though, or is it, does this just become his meme like Greg Inglis's field goal? And I'm not saying he's... Yeah, well, I hope so. It certainly will, yeah. But, but, it, but you know, it's not, it's not exactly a behaviour yet, I would suggest. No. No, he had, there was there was some other defensive things in the, in the game that weren't great either, and I guess oh, he's really? just not. I just I guess he's just not. While he's a he's an excellent attacking weapon from fullback, mm. like you like you like to see. I get. I don't think that he's the defensive game of fullback is is quite there with him yet, and I don't know if that's. I think it's, it's going fairly to obvious be. that you're not making a lot of tackles in rugby sevens. Just saying. No, and yeah, I mean, but even in rugby sevens, I mean, you don't really backpedal, do you? I don't know. I oh, can't yeah. say I've ever watched rugby sevens <laughs> in, the, in the Olympics or Commonwealth Games or whatever. That's the other time I would watch. It, I'd say, um, yeah. And 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 the other big fucking idiot in this game was fucking Big Amoli. He's having like undoubtedly he's having a career career year so yeah. far. I mean, he's he's unbelievable. He, he looks like he's one of the strongest guys in the competition. Um, he's fucking beasting it, putting hits on, but. The difference between this game being a draw and being like something like, you know, like a 40 to 18 kind of win was him being a fucking idiot. <laughs> like the fucking sin binning. He didn't have, and the thing is, he didn't make proper contact on the guy anyway. I mean, if you're going to try and impede a guy from chasing a kick through to score a yeah. try, don't just fucking give him a fucking low five on the way through because that's essentially all it was. Yeah, fuck. Fucking take, knock him over, mate, and and that and that cost us that cost us twelve points, and then this fucking brain explosion at the end cost us the game, cost us the, the win outright when we had the ball and we were attacking like you know fifteen meters out from the try line on third tackle, and while I will concede that what he was penalised for is very rarely penalised, I mean usually they just like fucking calm down and just you know play the ball. Don't fucking do it. Like it was unnecessary. So, could could I suggest then? For for all of your prayers for it, you have been given the most chaotic player in rugby league. Well, I mean, it's, it's like just this game though. This, he'll, he'll it was this a, game, so a remarkable try. But then, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, okay. this this game, he was absolutely... I mean, he was fucking chaos. And I mean, yeah. like everyone knows, I'm a connoisseur of chaos. So, you know, maybe I fucking... Maybe I, <laughs> I, uh, I willed this into existence. I don't know. But <laughs> maybe I manifested it. Uh, fucking, uh, you know, expect chaos. Uh, done, done, done. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and there was... The game itself, it was it was weird. It was a weird game because you look at the score and you go, "Oh well, it must have been a fucking terrible game." Tons of errors. The completions were super high from both sides. The errors were super low from both sides. Missed tackles are fucking fucking abysmal. Yeah, okay. absolute epitome of def- of defense optional game. Yep. And it was just this contrast of manly are like a fucking Lamborghini being driven by a fucking ADD fucking child where. They blasted out of the gates in this game. It came so fucking easily, the win, and it was looking for for all intents and purposes like it was going to be 15-0 game. And when that sim bin happened and things uh, things got a bit tough, they just fucking, they just checked out. And then Newcastle got a match-winning lead. They were leading by 12 with not long to go. And then they switched on and go, oh, fuck, that's right. We've got to play. Bang, bang. <laughs> Scored instantly. Got back, got back, you know, went back to back. Got it and then got ahead. And then again... Just got too easy. Score three tries in you know in five minutes. Let's just fucking you know worry about something else again. Think about the wonderful wineries of the Mudgy region. And, uh, <laughs> and I and I tell you, it's it's the funny the, the, this game the emo, like the emotional fucking roller coaster though, because I was like we're playing like shit. We this this is a fucking great wake up call. They deserve they deserve to lose this game so they get that fucking you know get the wake up call that they need to be fucking switched on for 80 minutes because the competition this year especially is a lot closer than it has been, you know, in forever. But then they get the lead and you get the win and you're like, you get the lead and you're going like, oh, fuck, well, look, you know, they're going to get away. With, they're going to get away with these two points that they clearly don't fucking deserve. Is this a good thing or not? But then when it got into extra time, I mean, when it gets to golden point, you don't want to fucking lose in golden point. And the Knights by far had the, the greater opportunities. I mean, there was, Manly had to literally charge down two field goal attempts from very close range. And so it was almost a little bit of redemption for fucking O'Shea for losing the game for us last week with his drop, bringing the ball out from his own end at the start of golden point. This time he charged, he charged one of the field goals down. I mean, so, and then it felt like almost like, well, fuck, we actually, you know, that was great. We got one point out of that because they had some great opportunities to, you know, to, to knock it over. And, you know, Hastings, we know can fucking bang them over from halfway. Yeah. As, as we've seen. So, um, and especially when he had the wind, with him as well when he was trying, you know, when he had the good attempts uh, to go for it. But um, it was fucking weird. So I guess, as you've said a lot over the years, Glenny, you know, it was the, the loss we had to have. <laughs> on the way. And this this was this was the loss that we had to have, but we still got a point out of it. So it was kind of like, you know, it's hard to articulate. Like, it's kind of like, yeah, but, uh, but, uh, but, uh, but then, the, uh, uh, I don't know. It was just, <laughs> yeah. On to next week. Wake up, cunts. Yeah. <laughs> Wake the fuck. Treat it as a wake-up call that it was. Beautiful. Um, Stuart, he said, I don't get why a draw at 80 minutes is so offensive. You need to change the rules, but a draw at 90 minutes is fine. If you really want a result, let Golden Point go indefinitely. Otherwise, can it? Daniel, said, has a player ever been involved in more tries for both teams than Lachlan Miller was today? Fair. Zach, he said, should have played Woods. L-O-L. There was a fair bit of that. 
Uh, Liam. Hey, can I just go, because this is with the Aaron Woods thing. I was reading a match report today and I watched the highlights of Blacktown's game. Yeah. And um, and I think it was like their first win of the season, actually. And they, they fucking flogged the Knights. It was like 36 to 6 or something. But they, they, they scored two tries right away and were leading 12 0. Then the Knights hit back and I think it was 12 points to 4 or something like that. And then Woodsy came on in the 23rd minute or something. And. The score and Manly didn't score any more points in the first half. Fuck it. And then and he was on for a thirty minute stint, so he came out. Then he got then he got off after half time, and then they, and then Manly piled it on and ended up winning thirty six six. There we go. <laughs> Including tries to fucking top simply another prop and two and a double to a second row. Stucky. So. <laughs> Liam, he said at least Aaron, at least Aaron Woods would have made a terrible defensive read before the ninety was up, allowing this battle of ineptitude to finish earlier. That's true. Uh, David, our uh, our resident Dolphins expert, was uh, is DCE officially the anti-clutch after that display? Not taking two field goals and completely fucking the third one seems very unclutch to me. How do you yeah, want, well, how do you one of them that? was like, well, I mean, one one of them was it was like a. The problem is we are a fucking stupid team at setting up for field goals. We have been, even though he's got such an amazing record of field goals, it's despite the fucking team around him because. Yeah. Okay consistently I've never seen a team that is more fucking stupid at playing a set with the intention of setting up for a field goal at the end of the set. And like, this is weird shit. Like Ruben Garrick was taking fucking like yardage hit ups on the fourth tackle on the, you know, to get him up to like, you know, sort of 40 meters out or anything. I mean, so the forwards are lazy cunts. I mean, like, I just, it fucking drives me absolutely mental. Yeah. And then, then there was some unlucky shit too, like where Manly were nowhere near a field goal attempt, but they made a 40 meter break and get cut down 10 centimeters out from the try line that would have won the game in golden point. But then at that point, that was the last tackle and there's no, you know, and then your chance of a field goal, that's yeah, been yeah, fucked okay. because you almost scored a try, you know? It's just... Just circumstances. I mean, he's had some shot. He had some times where he could have taken a shot, but didn't. But I think as well that Jackson Hastings was insistent when the Golden Point when it started. He was straight. He was straight on the blower to the coach saying, "We want to run this way because obviously there was a preferred way to kick field goals, and that was the way that he was running in that half of Golden Point as well. So maybe that was a win now. I don't know. But, yeah, okay. You know, should have fucking done it. There we go. Nice. Uh, Liam, Manly weren't good enough to win. You weren't bad enough to lose. It was a deserved result. There we are. Next game. The St. George Illawarra Dragons 38 defeat the Dolphins 12 at Wynn Stadium. The Dragons 38 tries to uh, Little, Zach Lomax, Blake Laurie, Ben Hunt, Tyrell Sloan, and a double to Michaeli Rabalawa. Lomax, five of seven conversions, defeating the Dolphins 12 points, tries to Isako and the Hammer. Uh, Isako, one conversion and one penalty goal. Win's a tough place to go and, and win um, without their their best or their halfback, which which you know their entire game plan and how the Dolphins have structured um, mm-hmm. how they go about their business around. And then when that guy is actually them. subbed in, subbed in Anthony Milford to replace exactly. an irreplaceable cog of their team, and then he gets injured early yeah. in the piece as well. That's that's not something that the Dolphins have have had time. To, to adapt and, and evolve to, to learn how to overcome that in the course of a game. Yeah. Um, Fucking hell. I, I don't know too many teams that could lose lose their seven and then the backup and still be okay anyway. Yeah. You know, teams yeah. that played together. Extremely difficult. And I think it showed in the result. I, I, to their credit, the Dragons took full advantage and, and 
you know, piled on some some points. They and, put it on them, yeah, yeah, um, and didn't didn't really let their foot off either. They 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 kept putting the the Dolphins under pressure, and um, I think this is a real test of the Dolphins' um, depth or or lack thereof, and you know. It's this O'Sullivan's gone for months, right? Like yeah. it's, it's got to be twelve weeks or, or so. Time yeah. And it's and it's very easy when you get in these inspirational wins and you're riding the wave. Yeah, yeah. But, but now they've got to dig out of it. You know, a loss to the Dragons down there. You know, with with things going against you, it's 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 tough. Um, yep. But I thought Ben Hunt had a great game and. Um, Sloan as well, like it was good. It's good to see him starting to play with a lot more confidence. Um, you know, slicing through and, and backing himself. Yeah. So that's that's good signs for the Dragons. But I think the next two to three weeks for the Dolphins are, are critical as to how their season is going to pan out because their depth is, as I said, being seriously tested. Um, and and someone's going to have to step up. I'm not sure Milford's that guy, and I don't know that Katoa's got anywhere near the experience. So, What's the injury situation with Milford anyway? Uh, good question. Yeah. They, so they got they got Cowboys, Rabbits, then Titans over the next three, mm. followed by Raiders. So you'd think if they sort of found themselves again, I mean, Titans, Raiders, maybe yeah. Cowboys, the way they're going. I mean, there's some winnable games in there for them. But, well, um, I think, you know, fuck, as good yeah. as Marshall King's been in the, in the games that he's played so far this season... I think it's a real test and, and an opportunity for, for him to step up and, and be that guy that, that yeah. the, the game plan is going to be centered around as, yep. you know, a real dominant part of the spine with, with the hammer. Um, you know, if he can, you know, take control of the ruck and get time and space and get the forwards coming onto the ball um, and, and running angles, creating, you know, some tired forwards and a bit of space around the ruck, the hammer's... Speed can really capitalise on that, so I think it's an opportunity yep. for Marshall King. Yeah. Okay. Any else want to add on that one? No. Finlay, which fucking what a missed opportunity to be a Dolphin supporter with a name like that. <laughs> Glorious. The Dragons using that blowhole like a freshly baked sponge cake, only to be followed by Haas and Carrigan running a train on the MI's cuckold team of frittatas. And look, I replied to that comment because I asked, it, it caught my eye, and I realised that he's relatively new to the to the group, and so potentially to the show as well. And I had to I had to send him a message. I had to send a message in a reply to that to that um, comment yes. and say, "Listen, you you've adapted to the fucking dynamics of this <laughs> of this podcast <laughs> and this group." Like, it reminded me. It reminded me of um. I was in, in Bill and Ted's when they go like, when they go Billy to Billy the kid. Go, Billy the kid, you've ad- you've adapted to the to the, <laughs> to the intricacies of time travel most excellently, <laughs> or whatever the quote was. Oh, but, no. uh, Winston. The week the Dragons offload Aaron Woods, they play like an NRL team while Manly take him on and can't beat the Knights. <laughs> uh, Lando. G's up, fins down. Saints showing me why I didn't bury all the merch in my cupboard in a hole in the backyard and jump ship on a team that teased with their lack of baggage. The baggage hurts, but it's something, it's something to stand on when you get a win. Yeah, look, that's fucking, that's terrible. As far as motivational quotes go, <laughs> the baggage is something to stand on when you get. Are, are you too short to celebrate with your friends? 
Like, did I you, think you said to use it like a stage or use it as a pulpit, to, you know. Did your mum Did your mum put your trophy on the top shelf? You're not allowed to touch it? You want to show your friends at school? Fucking hell, you Dragons fans and your self-rationalising bullshit. <laughs> Fuck me. You want to kick the Dragons, Lenny? You'd be very positive about them. Oh, they're the same as Broncos fans. They've beaten a team that's been in the competition for fucking four rounds that had fucking 80% of their starting lineup out and going off like it makes them fucking relevant. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Jordan, in the serious department, how does Milf have a job? Bloke's been in a steady decline since 15 grand final, but somehow he still gets a gig. Surely there's someone who even looks interested in playing that would be better suited. I say this a lot about people but he might take the cake for this is Anthony Milford the greatest thing that never was like think back to him what if he never left Canberra yeah yeah but I mean even even when he even when he left Canberra though I mean he was an absolute lock and probably still should have despite the result won the Clive Churchill medal in 2015 grand final yeah yeah Head and shoulders, best fucking player on the field. And because the result flipped on its head at the very end and there was, you know, the field goal and everything. Yeah. They, they switched it up. But so that was something after, after leaving Canberra. But then that was the, that was the turning point. That's it. Because yeah. he never, because he was good. He was good the next season as well. But then it was progressive decline and never, he never got any, you know, anywhere near that. Did, did it get in his head that he never had the help he did then ever again? Because if you look back over all these grand final winning combos, and I, again, I've lost fucking Ben count. Hunt sure helped him to lose his Clive Churchill medal and premiership ring, yeah? <laughs> he did, but then take take <laughs> on to that, that ben, ben Hunt has gone from strength to strength. And while it took yeah. him a while to get himself out of the woods mentally, yeah, they were both fucking kids. They were mm-hmm. absolute fucking children when they went in there. But all those like great grand final winning halves combinations, you have that, that smart, stoic, organising seven with the the live wire, um, you know, run first attitude six. Yep. You know that, but but Milford just has never recovered. You see the blemish on Wayne's resume. Oh, I think he's one that you know. I'm, but then you you've, you've got. 2015 to say he was ruined out of Wayne's hands though too yeah that that is yeah fair call he got ruined by Hook he did and Kevy he did Seebs obviously the Harvard obviously the Harvard shit couldn't get get through that fucking head and and is it that thing where Wayne is one of those people who's like oh like you know those old sayings like oh you you can't teach attitude and all of that stuff where he saw something eggs don't bounce he saw something in the kid once (laughs) You can't hang mints on hooks. <laughs> That's what, that kind of wisdom. Chromosomes are unpredictable. <laughs> Gills are delicious. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Imagine Wayne pulling your pants down and going, oh, did someone say KFC? <laughs> God, it's damn. crazy the amount of ads they've got him into, though, right? I know. Oh, that, it's crazy. The next one. I thought it was just the KO one where he sat at the press conference, and then there's a, there was another one I saw the other day as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Fuck there's another one. Has, um, he, has he done that Michael Jordan thing and realised that he'd like just a little bit more money before he goes? 
Yeah, maybe, maybe. I'd say it's because I think it was a, it was a, I think it was an ad for KO though as well. It was just a different one, and so I think it's just being that they're the sponsors of the ground for the Dolphins and. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, you know, okay. I, I, perhaps he's just absolutely just been headlocked into contractual obligation. Yeah, and he has to suffer through these things, and because he's persona, that people who aren't players under him, you know, that they see all the time, is just like a, you know, a grumpy cunt. He yeah. can do that in the ads. No problem. Apparently, that documentary on him is quite good. Oh, the one about uh, about the dolphins on Stan. I don't know whether it was about the dolphins or whether there was one about him. Okay. In that he because they um he spoke a lot yeah. about how like you know the, the the he comes across as this like blunt absolute asshole, but it's actually because he's terrified up there and doesn't want to do press conferences and media engagements right. and that's but he does it because he has to because it's part of his contract. Yeah, and that's okay. the only way he can get through him is to. Fuck me, that explains the the kinship between him and Darius Boyd, yeah, doesn't it? That's it. Because yeah. he was the same. He was the exact same guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think I don't think Wayne would like you know, do the fucking footy, kick a footy fucking gender reveal <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the season after getting the wooden spoon. <laughs> Fuck me. Yes, that's terrible. Anyway, is that the social sweat one done? That's it. Righto, so we move on to the Broncos. 46, defeating the West Tigers 12 at Suncorp Stadium in front of a live crowd of 27,552, plus Glenny. Um, the Broncos, 46, tries to Capewell, Haas, Cobo, Farnworth, um, a double to Jordan Ricky and a double to Tony Staggs. Reynolds, seven conversions from eight attempts. The Tigers, 12, tries to Papali'i and Simkin. Dewey, two from two conversions. Talk us through, Glenny. You were there. I was. Too. It was pretty uh, pretty sweet getting parked directly under Suncorp Stadium and get drive around the uh, the bowels, if you will, yeah. of the stadium. It was very cool. Um, seats were up in the corporate area, quite high, but um, good viewing position. Um, not that I needed it because I really wanted to shut my eyes through most of the game after <laughs> 10 minutes in. Um. We were, we were fucking atrocious. There's, uh, there's no doubt about it. Brooks was horrible. Dewey was fucking... If if not for Lockie Miller's um, effort on Hamali, uh, Dewey's effort on Ricky would uh, would have to go down as the poorest fucking fullback attempted a tackle for the weekend or the season so far, for sure. Um, mm. He's not a fullback, and I think it... it speaks to, you know, his his effort that Jay likes to bring up where, you know, he said, if if, if I'm not going to play six, play me in Reggie's. Well, he said, if, if you're not going to play me at six, play me in Reggie's. And Sheens said, no, you're playing fullback. And he's like, right, so I'll just play like I'm playing in Reggie's. Or I'm in Reggie's. Um, yeah. And he, he, was, he was bad. And um, he's not a guy in the, you know, the time that he's been at the Tigers so far, I, don't, I can't speak for his time at South, but um, he's a guy that you would never fold his effort and you you would have a look at, you know, his game and say, okay, he he was at least trying his guts out. This was a game where he, he wasn't trying his fucking guts out and he, he was really bad. Um, I, as far as the Tigers go, I... I I don't have a great deal more to say other than 
there's there's a fair opportunity um, with with how the media is coming at them and and the fans, um, you know, and and the results so far, and you know, it's all piling on. There's an opportunity to to build a solid siege mentality and turn the season around, but I I don't think they care enough. No, I think more the opportunity because yeah. I've just noticed over the last couple of days, like since this game, I've noticed the media actually starting to turn on previously protected elements like like Pasco, Pasco, yeah, and Lee. You know, um, whereas normally coming hard they, at Pasco, which I'm they never for. came up, they never yeah. came up before in the conversations. But this week, particularly, you can see there has been a decision made by you know the News Limited or you know, Fox guys that they're coming for fucking Pasco now. And well, because that, that Benji's actually, there, yeah. yeah, they can't go after their mate, and I think Sheen's as well is is quite a a bit of a like he's he's had his share of flack so far this season, deservedly mm. so. Yeah. But they're Can not going as hard. I I put that down to the the media are fucking shit at a lot of things, but one thing they are very good at is analysing what does and does not generate clicks. Yeah. Even so Taking much, the temperature of their constituents. Exactly. So even down to the fact that they would know that they would know that the West Tigers and they've come out and admitted it, that the West Tigers generate clicks. Yeah. They are such a meme club that everyone's interested, either from that fucking you know, um, like poverty porn sort of thing where you want to watch them just to see the dumpster fire, or yep. fans of the club that want to, you know, ring it and uh, watch it and get, get all pissed off that, that they're talking about. Yeah, they see an outrageous headline and how dare they and that's, that's bullshit. Yeah. Um, but even within that, they would have figures and data and, and very carefully monitored stats on what subjects and topics and contents generate the most clicks and they'd look at keywords on social media. They'd look at, you know, how often does the, the word CEO or PASCO appear in a tweet about the West Tigers? Mate, can I yep. can I tell you just from from a, a work perspective, we, we were approached by News Limited um, to handle um, and and put a proposal together to handle some of our um, digital marketing. The the levels that they have available to them to extract yep. data and report is is proper Big Brother, like yep. it's fucking scary. Oh, dude, consider yep. consider where I used to work. Of course, yeah, it's yep. yeah. Like, you know, if, if if I get six data points about you, I can have a machine come back scarily accurately tell me, you know, that the, these 10 purchases will come out of you in the next six months. Yeah. You know, to the point purchases. where they can it's, say, okay, we can, if you tell us a point, a town, a house, a fucking, an area, a geographical location, which could be just a, a town that's predominant, you know, like um, in a mining region. Or you can drill it down to be a competitor. Um, and everyone that has an iPhone that goes within what we call, what they call a digital fence of that location. Yep. We'll see, and no matter where it is in the country, if you identify it, they will see an ad on their social media for, for your business, like for our business. Yep. yep. If, if we identify it. Yep. <laughs> it's like, holy fuck. So, yeah, they'll have some data about shit that's been spoken or the amount of 
times Justin Pascoe's name is coming out in social media or all yeah, the bullshit, you know, it's it's crazy. So and look, deservedly so. There's no, I'm fucked it, off because if he gets fired, this podcast you 30, you 30 minutes fucking like quicker. That's it. You love winning. Yeah, I know. So but if he gets fired, you win. No, no. Right along. no, 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 no. It's no, a thrill no. of the beating. I need him to stay there. I need him to stay there. Well, that's but also, Glennie, the, the fun our... the fun isn't the fun isn't when you take the the barbed wire wrapped pole and throw it in the bin. The fun's watching it go in and out. Right. I need him there forever. <laughs> that's a little sick. I need um... fucking stretching quads and. And haircuts and fucking blonde tips and and, and giving, I've got, I, I have show to say that I mean, like, that hate him. I, I mean, we're all, all we're all in complete alignment on 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 Pasco, but like you see the, the the attack vectors they're trying to use against him now in the media, like that photograph of him. My personal favourite in, in yeah, the polo. That photo where they said he was in tracksuit pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, but also the also that photo that that photo was like he said that photo was like two hours before fucking warm yeah. up, and because when we're traveling and we travel with the team, if they need someone to put the fucking cones down or they need someone to carry the fucking kit bag, I'm there and I do and you know I do that and like which to me is like yeah, you know, that's that's completely yeah, reasonable. But not, see, not too good for any position. Fair enough. They're yeah. start they're, they're starting to they're starting to like just use like oh here's a photo of him on the field with a footy in his hand. Why is he coaching the team? Yeah, what is he coaching the team? Why is he hanging around the fucking? Why is he hanging around? You know, warm up and stuff like that. He's a CEO. He should be fucking. You know, whatever. Like, so it's funny they're just trying. They're they're clearly at at the stage now where they're just trying to dig up anything they can and and weaponize it against him. They're trying to generate clicks. Yeah. Even you saying that is giving fucking motive to them that is not there. They are just trying to generate clicks. No, he's doing it. Look, as far as the the team and. The the counter argument to to Pasco, you know, people that say Pasco's doing a shit job. Well, on the field, yes, I tend to agree. Commercially, the, they're doing commercially, extremely well. Yeah, he, he could probably put forward a, a reasonable case to go. Well, hang on a sec. Here's what we were doing when I came in. Here's where we're at now, commercially and and financially, yeah. which is which is reasonable, but. If he's not responsible for the overall performance of the team outside the players, which we've turned the playing roster over how many times, and the coach, which we've turned over how many times, the the, the next stop for the fucking train is is him. Yep. So yeah. Now the next the next question um, that I had for you, Glennie, is about uh, about your mate Dano. You see what's happened with Dano recently. No, I did see that he played the, uh, New South Wales Cup on the weekend. Yeah, they're, they're they're attacking him now as well because the NRL on their Instagram account yeah. really had highlights and it was of a highlight Cobo. of when Cobo took the intercept and, and then Dane Laurie's hit the like button on it as well. So they're saying, you know, which is it's like a like to me it's a massive nothing burger, but maybe to to West Tigers fans, also when you take it in conjunction with. The Penrith, the Penrith jersey, jersey yeah, yeah, like I mean, I don't know. I was Look, I, I saw that, and I can see, I can see the angle they're trying to take, and it's an it's an easy target given that situation after yeah. the grand final win. Um, and but I, I don't think it's a great look for him. He probably should be a little bit more self aware, but he's also a very proud Indigenous man, and 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 would have seen a highlight of of another very proud Indigenous man, you know 
doing something great and and probably just liked it and we yeah. move on, you know. But also highlights are fucking awesome. <laughs> or, or it's just the way that they do shit now. Like the, how much how much do you, do you see in American sports where an Instagram post or liking this or a comment on a tweet or retweeting something mm. is the precursor to, to something coming out. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, he did like, play Reggie's this week, so I mean, it could be, yeah, fuck those guys. Like he, yeah, he, he can't be happy. He has legitimately been the best player on the field for him. Yeah. Through all of the shit last year, he tried his absolute fucking guts out. And this, again, this is why cunts like Dewey are poison. You know? He... Oh, well, okay, so Dewey's been given his fullback spot. You reckon he's been gracious about it? No. There you go. Yeah, there there would be so much going on there that it's just this perfect storm of shit cunts. The only only way to turn around is fucking win, but I don't see when that comes. Yeah. (laughs) Because if you look at our next three games, even Sheen's come out and said we're going to struggle to beat the bye. Yeah. And that's and he needs and someone needs, someone needs to have a word in his fucking ear too to shut you know cool it on that dumb shit. I mean he thinks he's making a funny joke, but I mean if that yeah. was my team, if that was my coach, oh yeah, <laughs> I'd be fucking I'm going still nuclear. Be so fucking good just for us to get like press accreditation, only to to use it a couple of times every season. But but honestly, to turn up next week and be like, hey, um, so Sheenzy. What makes you think that after failing in the Super League, and I, who, someone put this in the comments, and I don't know if I got it out or not, that, that the Super League was a place that was good enough for Trent Barrett and Nathan Brown to look amazing. The res- to resurrect their careers and come back and, and yeah. land NRL jobs. So, yeah. so you, you couldn't succeed. You, you failed in a land where fucking Trent Barrett succeeded along with Nathan Brown. What makes you think you're a first-grade coach here anymore? Fair. Answer, answer that question. And that would be the end of accreditation. <laughs> <laughs> worth it. Fucking worth hey, it. Hey, just look at the Broncos. They're okay. If you look at their performance in totality, they played about as well as they did last week. Yeah, they bombed. Which is to say... They bombed six tries. Which is, yeah, which is a very error-prone, very, very um, you know, not high completion. And I guess it just... It, it, it just contrasts where the Tigers are sitting right now, whereas it was an epic game last week that was only sealed in the final seconds of the game via a, via a, you know, a virtual intercept, you know, with a kick a kick return yep. to the house yep. versus a almost 50-burger, mm. you know? Nasty. That which was is a large, which is a large disparity. Just on the Broncos, I think Reese Walsh is starting to get to that level where right at the minute, the form that he's in, he's got that spark about him where every time he touches the ball, it's, it's, it's panic stations. I think I'll be interested to see how he handles some, some really top quality opposition over the coming month or two months um, to, to truly see where his game's at. But he's the way he's sliding into that side... Um, the, the space and time that he's got as a result of the way Reynolds is playing is, um, you know, and the, and the work that the forwards are doing and um, how they're structuring their game plan is is really getting the absolute best out of where his game's at at the moment. It's, it's impressive to watch. Beautiful. It's also very clear at the moment there is a there is a, a, a way and a time in games where Brisbane are ripe for the fucking picking 
and that is when they lose Haas and Flegler. Yeah. And and have to rely on Marty to power. And there's a massive difference in the fortunes of the side. Yeah. And a good side is going to certainly get you know profit prosper from that. That's it. I think they came up as well, if I left. But uh Toto. He said, I'm meant to be ecstatic with a diamond dick after that demanding win. Instead, I feel sad and angry for the Tigers fans. Is this the type of shit performance from your team you have to watch every week? Yes. Dewey is a Correct. fucking spud of a fullback. No desire, urgency, or heart. Should have been hooked 20 minutes in. Just moved him to Perth. And he knows how shit cunts from Perth are. Yep, well, it's he, true. He knows. Lachlan. So the Broncos weren't doing anything special tonight. Tigers aren't in a position that's not all that different to the Broncos of 2020. Shit halves and shit fullback. Shift Dewey to the halves, maybe, and get a fullback who can run all day and organise the defence. Brooks should have been dropped yesterday. Glennie, if you want to change Broncos from your second favourite team to your first favourite, you'll be welcomed with open arms. <laughs> well, to uh, to paraphrase somebody, I would fucking vomit every time I was around a group of people that would want Glennie as a member. Wow. Uh, Tim. The, th- the thing is as well, though, I mean, it wouldn't be just be just random listeners of the show that would welcome you with open arms. I mean, it's his family and friends would also welcome you to a similar level because he was sat in that box with nothing but fucking Broncos fans and he went with at least three other people, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what. uh, My son was in his absolute element and he fucking gave it to me for 80 minutes solid. 80 (laughs) minutes solid. But tell me, paid attention. wouldn't Wouldn't that be the biggest win to those absolute fucking validation vampires that are Broncos fans? Like when one person would switch teams. Yeah. When, when was the last time you think someone switched teams to the Broncos was? To the Broncos? Yeah. Fuck, who would they even switch from? 1988, I reckon. Mm. Like people who lived in Brisbane are like, oh, well, there's a local team now, I may as well. Yeah, fuck yeah. That's the last time someone switched to the Broncos. Uh, Tim, this guy agrees with you, Nate. He said the exact same game plan from the Broncos tonight as they did against the Dolphins last week. The only difference was the Tigers' utter shit defense. 70 and 73% completion. 20 and 27 missed tackles, 15 and 11 errors. The Bronx played shit, just not as shit as the Tigers. Both Tigers' tries came from the period where Flegler was in for Tapao and Haas in for Jets. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad the Broncos look, fans can see. The Tigers' tries, one was from a, a bit of a scramble from a kick and one was a, a dive over from dummy half. I don't know that Haas and Flegler are... Really stopping either of that. Um, you're in the uh, you're you're in the position there where when you scored those tries, I mean, you were at worst tied for the second half. So you almost you know gave Sheezy his Christmas present and won the second half. I mean, obviously it, it it got well away in the end there. But um... here we are, Matthew, who uh, I think from the sounds of things watches a fair bit of Super League. He said, "I said last year Sheens was a geriatric who was sacked by clubs in England who went on to improve after his departure. He finishes a coach." What they do about Benji, fuck knows, but they need to scrap whatever the plan is and get an actual rugby league coach into the club. Also, ha-ha, Bateman, go fuck yourself. So there's some wow. agen- agendas there that I have no idea what they are, but fuck, I'm here for it. They really, I think they just need to get a real coach in on top of Benji. Keep the Benji plan because they don't have to cash that in for another two years, you know, for it. a year and a half or whatever. Yep. But um, So get a real coach, see if that changes things. Because, because what they mean is they want immediate improvement from the spoon level side and they, they want to see an upward trajectory that you know hopefully continues when Benji takes the reins mm, not gonna happen 
So, what do you reckon if if the the smoke for Pasco is is genuine? Yeah. If he goes, do they try and save face by shifting Sheen's up and then going, "Well, we've got a coach for two years to make Maybe sure he's CEO." Well, this this is my question. I don't know that he's qualified. <laughs> Fucking but, hell. I'm I'm, fair, I'm I'm I'd be almost certain that he's not a yeah. career coach. Like what, <laughs> I would imagine what, he doesn't have Nate the credentials Man, for the commercial business. Man, manly are like a, a Lamborghini driven by an ADHD kid. <laughs> like that'd be like giving a bazooka to a kid with cerebral palsy. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, fair. Um, I'm just but this is this is how they think. Oh, we've got to save face. There's a job going. We've cleared cleared the seat. I think it would be more the idea of you know getting a, a a new CEO in who's you know qualified suitably to continue whatever good work Pasco did on the commercial side, and then that person can also be the the hatchet guy, much like Mestrov was when he was brought into Manly, and then he's he's can be the clean slate guy, yeah, and say look this club has been blah blah. We've been through sixteen thousand coaches, however many the number is over the period um, since we were last in the finals. That's unacceptable. And then he then he would need to probably you know bring in someone who's actually the, excites the fan base as, as in terms of reconstruction. This is the most frustrating thing. They had that opportunity to do that with Sheens. That's exactly what they had the opportunity to do. Yeah, for, for not Sheens, Sheens though. For Sheens to come in and to say to him, "Okay, so mate, we need we need some dead weight gone, and yep. it is our number seven. It's arguably our six. It's a bunch of our fucking." outside backs yep we've got some really good young outside backs we've got some really good young forwards early in their career but we need to get rid of everything else that that was Sheen's opportunity yeah but, but instead he recommended did he, they give him a job <laughs> as actual head coach <laughs> rather than just like a guy well, coming on to consult no it okay so I I have been involved in or around so many fucking instances where a new person comes into a senior position, yeah. either be it in the company that I've worked for or for one that we've been associated with, and I have never, never seen a situation where somebody has come in and gone, cool, we're just going to leave things exactly as they are and, mm-hmm. I, and I'm going to improve you. Yeah. I have never seen it. And I'm talking like CFOs and down. Yep. It, it, I don't think it's ever happened in business. Yep. How, so how the fuck Sheens comes in there and he goes, oh, yeah, okay, we're going to keep this team that got the spoon. Um, we, we're going to add a hooker that joked about not wanting to be here. Yeah. And, and that'll just do it. Well, yeah. and a second rower that fought pretty hard not to go there. Yeah, that's yeah. it. So, Who's also playing like that too at the moment. I mean, I know he got his name on the score sheet, but fucking, he's been hopeless. Yeah. Mm. Well, he's, he, he's dragged down the Tigers level quicker than anyone he, I've ever he's seen. He's Adam Blaring. It, sure. I was just yeah. going to say that, Clenny. But that, that was Sheen's opportunity. Well, fuck, okay. I get in here and I need to get rid of some shit. So best case scenario, I've done the right thing and the, the, locking, the locker room's a little bit more positive. Yep. Worst case scenario, we keep losing and then I can fall back on, well, yeah, but I've got rid of that stuff. You can't expect instant results. Yeah, we we now need to rebuild. It's a five year plan our, of rebuilding the yeah, club. Exactly. Yeah, but they got a five year plan of getting the spoon two times and then un, unknown what the fuck Benji brings yeah. after that. 
Like, just that's a fucking gigantic misstep, and that should be yeah. all you need to know about both Sheens and Pasco. Yeah, I feel sorry for Benji too because he's he's got he, he's like he's like sat there with his dinner reservation. And he knows for a fact yeah. that he's that he's that he is basically walking into a restaurant to eat this fucking thirteen course degustation made from the fucking shit of various animals from around the world. <laughs> can you can you imagine? I'll alter this situation a bit, and Benji's sitting there waiting in the wings, ready to take over from Wayne. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, you know, look, look at the two clubs, the Dolphins and the. Tigers, fuck me. Uh, Greg, defence this year has disappeared quicker than a Madeleine McCann in a Portuguese hotel room. Joe, I love Madeleine McCann references. Yes. That's tremendous. I think that was for the next game anyway, but fuck, it was a good comment. <laughs> yeah, it probably was actually. Come yeah. on, shall I move on to that one then? Go for it. The Warriors, 32, defeat the Cronulla Southern Sharks, 30 at Reclaim Australia Coliseum. And the Warriors, 32, came through tries too. Egan, Johnson, Nukore, Kosi, and Curran. Five conversions to Sean Johnson. A penalty goal to Sean Johnson. And the Sharkies, their 30, came through tries too. Tig Wilton, Sione Katoa, William Kennedy, and a double to the Moot. Nico, four conversions from five attempts and one penalty goal. Draw's not such a bad result sometimes, is it, boys? <laughs> up, I hear, up. I hear the mutt was a bit flappy this weekend. Up, up the draw. It was a little bit. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, he scored two, but yeah, he, he dropped he dropped about 30 bombs. Yeah. Yeah, he was, wasn't he happy was at times. Monty. I mean, difficult conditions, certainly towards the back end of the game, but I thought the Sharks played some some great footy. Um, to, to this was looking like a 50-burger for yeah. all 20 nil after money. 20 minutes. Oh, yep. Oof. Um... Unfortunately, once the momentum started to swing um, towards the Warriors, that the Warriors with their this this newfound resilience they have, and Johnson used that word resilience in his um, post game interview, that they just kept coming. They just kept coming at them. They, you know, I, I, I will say that you know missing the kick for you know, not finding touch there with five to go. Mm. I thought, okay, righto. We've had a Warriors moment. That's going to cost them the game. And yep. they, they hung in there. And um, they took their chances and they just fucking whittled away. And, you know, it came all the way down to the wire. And the Sharks, even as as the siren went, the Sharks had, well, you know, just before, I think it was probably 15 seconds or five seconds as they as they caught the ball from the, the missed penalty kick from, from Nico from out wide. But... Yep. You know, the Warriors had no business coming back and, and in years gone by, 20 nil down, they fucking they turn their toes up, you know, for the last however many years that's that's game. I mean, that's really if you look over the history of rugby league, I mean, a twenty nil lead must yeah. be a ninety nine percent fucking has to be win rate, you know. Has to be. But um Nickel Cookstar said for the difference that he's made to the side um, and then the way that Johnson's playing and and essentially turning his career around. Um, and this was out, and this was also without without Tamari Martin. Yeah. You yeah. have to remember. And Volkman was knocked out of the game fairly sharpish. Yeah. Um just the forwards just really, really got stuck in. Yep. And they were being dominated early and they, they 
you know, they looked at each other and they fucking turned it around, which is hard to do against that Cronulla pack. Yep. And they just went about their work and, and eased, you know, eased their way back into the game and then had took advantage of their opportunities. And as good as Cronulla played to, to start the game, they they couldn't stop the couldn't stop the fucking wave. Yep. So really impressed by the Warriors. Yeah, agree. The more I've heard it, because I've, I've watched that Sean Johnson uh, interview after the game. You're right. Fuck, the, just the emotion. But it's really easy to forget. Like, the further the further you are removed from any sort of involvement in footy, it's really easy to sit back. And we, and we see these amazing stars do amazing shit every week. And you sort of just get to that expectation that, oh, the, the good ones will just do it. Mm. But you forget how fucking hard it is when you are absolutely busted, when you can't breathe without your lungs hurting, that sometimes the only way for you to give any more is for everyone around you to be doing it as well. Mm. And may, maybe we've been a bit hard on on Johnson in terms of expectations. Maybe he's got all the ability in the world, but he's not that Jonathan Thurston guy of, well, I can do it myself. I'll be mm. the myself so everyone follows me. Yeah, but I tell you what, if you can put him around a bunch of cunts that have that in them, to to all do it together, he's still a fucking weapon. I I think I agree with you totally, and I think the guy that he's getting the most out of is current Josh yeah. Current. Yeah, yeah he it. is that guy that thinks he can fucking do it on his own. Yeah, even though he's he's not blessed with the same God given skill set of a Sean Johnson or a Jonathan Thurston, his mentality is no different to a to a JT where he's like fucking. Guys, come with me. Maybe it's some God-given and, ignorance. Maybe that's the greatest mate, gift of all. <laughs> mate, you tell me. <laughs> Who's inside you all along? <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Oh, where's the fucking the Sharkies ones? There we go. Um, Chris, Sharks giving up a 20-0 lead and Moylan's paper mache shoulders giving up tries. Hook that shit into my veins. <laughs> now, I said this after the trials. If you're Fitzgibbon... Is Moylan your six moving on? I think there's a strong case to be made for Trindle. Mm. Mm. Interesting. I wonder what will happen. Uh, King Levius deserves this one. Suck a massive bag of dicks, you Southern Cross tattoo having fucks. Webby, take a bloody bow. He really has brought composure and grit to the team. I told you fuckers last season, next year is our year. I don't Troy. think it's your year. I mean, it's just a massive improvement. Look, the... There's there's an argument to be made that they could be this year's Cowboys. Not necessarily yeah. to go all the way or, or even. I'd like to see a bit more evidence, but yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. I'm I'm on the fucking Dairy Queen train. Uh, Troy, to sum it up, we shit the bed. Dom, suck my dick from the back, you Southern Cross tattooed, riding, wheat gutted dogs. Ronaldo <laughs> running his mouth the whole game. How about you Sharks fans? Jam your spirit fingers down his throat. Tell him to shut the fuck up and catch a highball. Webby instilling confidence into a team that forgot how to win. I'm loving it. Gus, to lose to a kick from a penalty that seems soft is tough, but you can't argue they didn't deserve it. Don't know how Webster got all them backbones and tickers through customs, but they're on show so far this season. I thought Nickel Cookstar was immense. Oh, and how long before someone loses an eye to a rat's tail turned into a whip by a hard impact? <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> uh, James. 
Fuck the Sharks. The Warriors just showed that Nico is a flashy player who can't step up when the game gets tough. Sean Johnson is the Iceman. There you go. I'm not sure that I'm not sure that puts a nail in Nico's career, but uh, no, 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 Johnson did yeah. very well. The uh, Doggies, 15, defeated the North Queensland Cowboys, 14. Scenes at the end of the game. The Doggies uh, scored through uh, tries to a double to Jacob Preston, another try to the Fox, a uh, conversion to Preston, and a field goal to Berto. The Cowboys, 14, tries to Dearden and Chester, Holmes, two conversions, and a penalty goal. It's none of these games. It was well within the Cowboys' keeping. They weren't, they weren't at their best. But they looked like they had a semblance of control until they didn't. Yeah, I I thought the Cowboys just, as you said, had control of the game and, and looked like that, you know, that they were just gonna stroll to a to a pretty close victory, but um Bulldogs came back at him and, and I think young Preston, uh, in the absence of Kikau, um, who was concussed at training. That's uh, that's interesting. Um stepped up on the edge and um, he really was one of those, one of those players that just wanted to put himself in, in and around the, the play and, and in a position to, to bring a positive influence on, on the team, which is impressive for a young player. Um, you've got Burton then, you know, his leadership amongst that Bulldogs team, I, I think it's probably a little bit, um, it's it's got a little bit of development to go. Um, he's come from uh, Penrith, where he wasn't expected to be amongst that top two or three leaders in a team. Now at the Bulldogs, um, he's the expectation is really on him to to lead the way. I don't know if he's that guy, but you can see that he's he's trying to get there. Um, Fox as a winger just. Does anyone pump their team? Like, is there another winger in the game that pumps their team up to the level that Fox does the Bulldogs? The the, the status that he has amongst that team, as far as a winger goes, yep. is, is fucking impressive. Well, are there any um, other yeah. rep, are there any other rep players in the team? Well, Birdo ish. Yeah. Is Birdo played for Australia? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, come. I suppose even in that pantheon, Fox has still got yeah. the... Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Burton, we were talking about, you know, best field goals ever. I, I don't know that it's, it's amongst the best field goals ever, but the position on the field and the the, the quality of the strike required to fucking nail it... And with is, the and also impressive. the chaotic, you know, the chaotic breakdown... Yeah. Like lead up, it was very fucking reminiscent of Braith in in exactly. the hundred minute game. Yeah. This position on the field, he was probably a little, he was maybe a little bit closer in, but he was right out on that side. The breakdown of the play with the you know and the ball somehow getting to him, and he fucking struck it Sweet beautifully. Sweet, yeah. as um, the, with time expiring. Look, um, we said before that the Cowboys were still finding their way, and I think that's very much still the case. But having said that, despite the win. I'm I'm still not sold on the Bulldogs. No, neither. I I think they're going to be found wanting against the really good teams as the season progresses and and everyone, you know, starts settling down and and you know the good teams rise to the top as they do. I, I just don't know that the Bulldogs are going to be amongst those teams. Yeah, I would agree. 
but fuck, they love this one. Yes. Another great, exciting finish in a you know, in a weekend of exciting finishes in a season of close games too. There you go. So, well, uh, I will say the Tigers have not been involved in a game with an ex- not exciting finish or uh, or a close scoreline. Score so, well, I mean, yeah, I the buy's wait. coming up. I mean, you know, the buy it's, it's, it's tough because the buy have got the best defense in the league, but they also have the worst attack in the league. So you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> Terry, <laughs> he said, with the loss of forwards in this game, the Dogs had to rely on the most awkward forward ever in Ockhambor and the smallest forward ever in Moran playing big minutes. They really stood their ground. Fox was a bargain buy and Birdo stood up when the Dogs needed something extra special. Joey, shit game made even worse by the fact that Bulldog supporters think their team is decent. Both teams should lose a point. There you go. Uh, Riggs, he said, what the hell going on in a world where a dog's win is a good news heartwarming story? Matthew, with so many injuries, the dog's showing some true grit. Not sure Reynolds can play 80, but he definitely makes the team a better attacking unit and makes Burton a better 5'8". Preston setting himself up as a future blue. Fucking hell. Jason. When I say blue, because because he looks like fucking Nico's mum's number one customer. Up a D, up a die. Uh, Jason, the Bulldogs showed true grit. Oh, no. There we are. I've already read that one out. Yeah, that's enough fucking true grit chat true about grit. Bulldogs, hey? Fucking true yeah. grit. Fucking hell. <laughs> Same comment over and over and over. True grit. Motherfuckers. There we go. That's the oh, round. God. That's it. We're done. That is it for round five. And uh, that is it for episode 508. As always, go to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links and you'll find links to all the social communities, um, Patreon, everything. Um, thank you to people who've been joining up on the various social communities over the last couple of weeks um, and welcome. Uh, there's been a, a lot of new faces coming in, which we love. Um, and if you don't have anything else you want to add... We are done. Let's go. But, I'm uh, tired as fuck. Let's step <laughs> dad, get back to, you know, it's probably feeding time. Coming up for little fucking Billy Army, <laughs> <laughs> little Billy Army Nathan uh, stepdad. So, <laughs> so, um, so Em's little girl was like adamant throughout the whole pregnancy. Whole pregnancy, she wanted to name him after her favorite basketball player. <clears throat> I thought that was a joke. I thought that was no, a joke. No, fuck no. No, 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 no. Um, so her favorite basketball player, he used to play for her team and then got traded to my team. So yep. Montrez Harrell used to play for Charlotte, which is the team she likes. Um, and then he's been traded to Philly. And it got to the stage where there was a time there where M was full of pregnant lady hormones, had a legit real life breakdown. Like, I'm not naming the... <laughs> <laughs> um, which at that stage I definitely didn't do anything like you know say that that's because she's racist and then use that against her for the <laughs> things um, but already uh, his nickname is Trez so <laughs> it's fucking stuck <laughs> which has bears no relation to the name you Absolutely actually went with nothing so <laughs> I mean, ultimately, I mean, you did keep the sports theme in there by by naming him after your uh, your favourite former manly prop. But um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yes, and congratulations on baby Ian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ian Roberts stepdad. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's it, boys. That's that. uh, chat to you on Wednesday. Slatter. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.